You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 151st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim on the Spaceship of Love in Orlando, Florida. Hmm. Uh, I don't know about that. This is Matt, Minneapolis, just uh, cruising on the flatbed truck of empathy. <laughs> nice. And this is Spencer in Boston in the Vanagon of Despair. Oh, God, you guys, speaking of despair... I was on a roller coaster of emotions this week, you know, being the number one Astana fan that I am. Uh-huh. They really put me, you know, just really, it was hard early last week. First Aru out of the Giro, my heart sank. Uh, but as low as it could go, I really wanted to see him crush Nibali and uh, bring glorious glory to Kazakhstan by doing so. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I thought, oh no, Fuslang's in trouble. He's going to get bumped out of his GC leadership role for the tour, like he always does. He always gets pushed to the side, and I was sad for Fuslang. And then Vino swooped in like the Cape Crusader that he is and said, Matt, it'll be okay. Fuslang, he's still the leader for the, for the tour. And you know what? Just so you, so you know there's no hard feelings, I'm going to make Scarponi the leader for the Giro. And my heart, <laughs> my heart leapt a thousand feet into the sky. And I was just walking on sunshine the rest of the week, knowing that uh, I've got Scarponi in my future. Yeah. I'm so excited, yeah. you guys. Are you guys pumped? I'm pumped now. Okay, good. I, yeah, I, I mean, feel better about it. I guess it, Astana, to me, little guy, has just kind of um, fallen off since they no longer have like a you know a Kazakhstani hero that I can really get behind, like Vino or um, yeah, Kashikin. I know. Or was that his name? Chris Horner. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's been a long time. They're basically an Italian team, yeah. right? Yeah, more or less. I mean, ever ever since they were the American team there for a minute with Horner and Lance yeah. and and everybody. So. But now they're. I mean, they've got they got like Italian director sportives, and they got obviously they got a Rue, and they've got Scarpa. They got Oscar Gatto. They got the cat, and they got Gatto. Obviously, they're going to be Danish in, in July for Fuslang. So. It's kind of all over the place. But anyway, I was pretty excited. I just wanted to share that with you guys. It was really a hard week. I know you guys were there for me in spirit, um, but it all turned out okay. Vino was nice enough to take time out of his busy schedule of making his kids do intervals um, to (laughs) give me a personal call and let me know about that, you know, being the number one. Did he... Stop did he give uh, Did he give Tom Boonin Tom Boonin a uh, interval schedule as well, or is it too early yet for that? <laughs> you know, I thought it was too early, but he did give him an interval schedule. Okay. Um, I don't even do intervals, and I occasionally raise my bike, so um, <laughs> it's kind of kind of a little early for me. But hey, what do you know? I mean, obviously, I probably the top Astana finisher at Amstel Gold today was oh oh I can't scroll down that far, so obviously it's working <laughs> for them. 
<laughs> this is, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Who, who knows yeah. where they were? They got second last year. Um, I was going to say, yeah, this isn't really their focus for the season, but yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I mean, well, you know, they got a podium last year. You'd think they'd do a little better this year. But um, you guys, I know, didn't watch the race. So no. I believe this is the the me segment. I, f- I follow the race I, on I'm Twitter. I'm all about the me, the me segment. Sorry, little guy. <laughs> I... I just couldn't bring myself to go delving into the dark webs today. I, I checked the NBC uh, app, and I only get Liege and, and Fletch, <laughs> but I don't get Amstel. You know, so. That's a shame, and I think they're going to have to change that for the future because the new Amstel route is way, 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 way better than the old finish on top of the Coburg and way, 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 way better than the finish just over the top of the Coburg. You had 18K after the Coburg, a couple more climbs, then a f- flat finish. It was open racing the last 60K. Like, again, Gilbert in a move. Yeah. Uh, crushing spirits. But good group coming from behind. It was exciting down to the end. You didn't know who was going to win. Even when Kwiatkowski got away with Gilbert at the end, I had my fingers crossed Kwiatkowski could maybe pull it off, despite the fact that Gilbert is Gilbert and obviously a little quicker. Um, yeah. But it was so, a great race, and I have generally thought Amstel has been getting more and more boring every year. So this is oh yeah, that's that's this kind is of really why good. it gets it gets the uh, the the hook out of the three for me because at this point in the spring season, I'm like, man, I need I need one weekend off. Like, yeah, which one's it gonna be? And it's always Amstel. Well, like, I don't. I feel like I haven't watched it for ten years, but I know. It's, I think it's gonna be tougher now in the future because it really. It really Let's was a much know. better race. Um, well, I can tell you. Go back and watch a little of the end of it. It's it's it was a good exciting okay. race. Good good lead group got away, and it was it was fun to see. Even you had like GVA power in the second group trying to get across, couldn't do it. It was great. So my only experience with the race today was the um, podium gif at the end with Gilbert just draining the beer when it was handed to him. Like he yeah. did his cheers, and second and third place. I mean, Gilbert was basically on a second beer by the time second like. Uh, Kiwakowski and um, uh, Albacini <laughs> were like finishing their first. I mean, he downed that like yeah. a champ. Now, I know it's probably Amstel Gold Beer, which I don't really have great yeah. experience with. Um, it's probably like a Carlsberg. Uh, we, we'll, 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 we'll allow our um, European correspond- uh, listener, um, Ruby Rubey, to come in and let us know what he thinks of Amstel Gold. I'm willing to bet that it's somewhere between Carlsberg and um, Heineken. In uh, in quality, that's but that's um, what I've always imagined too. It's a yeah. uh, man, Joe Baird took it like a champ. It was great. Well, he gained a lot of he's, fans. He's a four-time champ, right? This is his fourth time winning this race, so he has experience drinking those beers on the podium. Kwiatkowski's won once before, um, and Albacini. I don't. He's never won this race. I don't know if he's even been on the podium. I'd have to do some do we... dark web looking, but. Obviously, Gilbert has been training. He's literally been training for this podium with previous podiums. I mean, he's he's yeah, very so experienced. He's, he's probably that guy at the party too, right? Like, oh, you know, yeah. The, the, like you show up and he's already three three sheets to the wind, and you're like, dude, it's it's nine p.m. No, you, no, no. He's not that. Doing? No, he's not that guy at the party. He's the guy that shows up late wearing like his drinking shirt that's got the world championship stripes on it. And he walks straight up to the keg, and he just looks around for everyone to say, I bet you won't do a keg stand. And then he's like, oh, really? I'm the world champion of keg stands. And he just 
does it right there. He he's the guy that does a push like push ups while drinking beer at the same time. He's he's a champ. He. Well, he is a champ. He's, a, he is a he's champ. on three sheets to the is wind he, before everyone else shows up to the party. No, no, he shows up to the party so he's, to show everybody he's how the to hero. Do it. He's the hero that cycling needs, is what you're saying. Well, this he is, has been this, this year. Well, this is the next it's question. One of the few. This is the next question, and I was yeah, having but, a conversation a little bit with one of our uh, uh, listeners of the pod, uh, uh, Sean. Of, uh, and he was saying, you know, I asked him who had a better Springs Classic season so far, Phil, Philippe Gilbert or GVA. Yeah. So, it's a toss up, though. You got to say, so he, GVA. He is says not a lot, definitely but... Gilbert because he got Northern, he's got a Northern and a Southern Classic. But I was like, well, nice. doesn't GVA, I mean, GVA won like Ghent. He won E3. He got second at Flanders. Whereas. Well, Ghent and E3 don't really count for anything, though. Yeah, but. Uh, Gilbert got second in E3. I agree. I mean, yeah. Sure, Gilbert won a stage of three days of Depain, but I mean, come on. He won three days of Depain. I know, but it wasn't like... I mean, it's it's like... I don't know. It's a hard comparison. Who who knows? You think who that's a hard comparison? I mean, I, I think it's a toss up. Well, who it is. But... All right, let's throw Kwiatkowski in there. The guy won Milan San Remo. He won Strada Bianca, and now he's second it's... at Amstel. I mean, it's like they all had great. It's, it, well, there's a tiebreaker, right? What's the point like, of between, arguing over it? Yeah. Between GVA and, and uh, Gilbert, you just look for the guy in the Belgian champion kit, right? Like, yeah, and then, the, and then you know. That's, okay, well, so I, I was going to bring this up later, but I'm going to bring up my game now because this sort of plays into the game I invented today. Do we have a I name saying, for this game? Wait, you have a game? I have a game. I have a game. I have a game. So is this um, a trivia game? No, no, no. It's, it's not a trivia game. It's sort. It's just like paper, rock, scissors, right? <laughs> Except trivia games are shitty. Oh, no, no. This is good. This yeah, is good. They don't <laughs> think play about very this. well. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've got some good trivia later too, maybe. All right, um, I'm listening. All right, think about this. In the in the last few years, I feel like Gilbert always beats GVA. Okay. Right? G, like Gilbert has been a thorn in GVA's side his whole career. He's always been that like I feel like that's why Flanders stung that little bit more for GVA. Because it was yep. Gilbert. It was the former teammate, you know? Okay. So Gilbert beats GVA, I'd say all the time. He did today. So he's yep. the that's rock true. in this equation. Yeah, and so he's the rock, whatever. GVA's he's the, the Gilbert. Yeah. But GVA always beats Sagan. They come to yep. the line together. He always wins. So I'm assuming Sagan always beats Gilbert because he has to to make this game work. So it's called Gilbert GVA Sagan, and that's how it works. So do we need symbols? Like paper, rock, so do we need symbols on what to do? Is that what the... That's the trouble. I, I think it needs to sort of play out like Cowboy, Cowboy Ninja Bear did. In that you like you're look you're standing in front of somebody and then you jump around and somehow you either make a Gilbert you make a Sagan or you make a GVA but I don't I haven't worked out the the, uh, the facial expressions the yeah. miming yeah as it is yet but that's that's my game uh, Gilbert beats GVA GVA beats Sagan Sagan beats Gilbert uh, play like at home uh, come on all you people write in and explain to me so how you would actually yeah. physically play this game so that's how you do the math whenever there's a breakaway in one of these classics yeah you find out which of the two which two of the three are in there and then you already know who's gonna win but have we ever seen a situation where all three okay that's are in I, the movie? I i asked myself that question and i didn't have time to do the research so <laughs> hopefully somebody else will I, I don't know if there's ever been a time where you've had the three with a, in a group, so. that, or if you just had the three, right? Yeah, yeah, nothing springs to mind. That that feels like a race that even if it was a little race, 
we would remember because you'd be like, man, remember that time that those three got away together? That was amazing. And then um, it's probably happened. It's probably happened at the Japan Cup, right? Like, there's got to be one person that's going to just totally make your game obsolete because that's what happens no, on the no, 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 podcast. No, 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 no. And you know what? It's going to be the three are going to be in the breakaway, and uh, they're going to be up the road by 30 seconds. And then out of nowhere, oh my god, it's Blake Matthews! Blake Matthews uh, comes and takes the win. All right. Quiet, quiet, Tim. Come on, you're ruining my game. Bling Matthews, <laughs> I, I had a good day. Bling Matthews only got 10th. Come on, don't, don't ruin my day. All right, all right. I had to see him in the group in the in the race. It broke my heart. Well, it broke my heart um, when uh, I looked at the results and I didn't see um, Alejandro Valverde getting 16th place. He got 19th, nowhere near the uh, was, top. But He was close. The guy who got 16th place, Christian Spargili. Sparkly. Spug- you can't put an S and then a B. That's not how language works. Come on. I don't care if you're Italian. Um, but anyway, that guy got 16th. Um, you see you got you guys, 15th? It was a good race. T-Spanute. T-Spanute, he tried. It was a good race. I wish you guys would have watched it so you could be as excited as I am. But I got to tell you about one sad moment in the race. Broke my heart. Two riders hit the deck. Two former winners, Kreuziger and Gasparato. Kreuziger got up and looked very uncomfortable. Gasparato holding the collarbone. I haven't heard any news yet, but I'm pretty sure that season's over. Because so, his season only is one week long, so well, it's over. Now, if I remember right, we hadn't mentioned Gasparato on this podcast for quite some time until Super Rookie started talking about him as a potential winner for this race <sighs> over the last two weeks. You're right, he Which did. leads me to believe... This could Damn. be a curse. The curse continues. Damn you, Tim. Yeah. Gasparato comes out of his cave for one week a year. <laughs> the only so, thing what? he can't have Pretty is his much. collarbone. Hey, yeah. Is this, um, let's be perfectly honest, guys. Is this the least important of all the classics of the spring? I feel like even Absolutely. KBK no. and E3 are more important than Amstel Gold. No. Flesh Malone has to be less important than this race because it's, it's just a hill. It's one hill. Do they even <laughs> do a race before that hill, or do they just ride to that hill? And then you just – it's Dan Martin and Valverde, and Valverde wins every year, just up right? The mi- Valverde's won the that mirror, right? 74 that times, the, I think. Isn't that all the flesh balloon is, is the mirror? Yeah, I, I argue, and especially I argue after this route change that you guys need to see, that right. this race is much better than flesh balloon. Like, thousand times I, I i haven't watched amstel in a long time and my only real memory of it is choppy dark web footage of a race that was so foggy yeah. that yeah. you couldn't see <laughs> anything i remember that, that was one like well. 2004 or i know i was like this is the worst right i'm never wasting my time watching this race again and uh, i just haven't <laughs> so uh well, quick shout out i think it's good race. um the, the women do have their first ever amstel gold race this year on the women's world tour so anna Vanderbregen uh, nice. and elizabeth deegan of bulls dolmens go one two um, Vanderbregen, 55 seconds clear um, in the race. Corinne Rivera of the U.S. and Team Sunweb, sixth place, top yep. 10. Another continuation Ooh. of her amazing season. So, so another thing, uh, I feel like somebody, I, can't, I actually can't remember which one of you two yep. was trash-talking Balls Doman uh, the other week as well, saying they had not been winning at no, all. Sam, and that was me. A shell of them former That selves. was me. I will own it. They took... Yeah, they took two of the three hey, steps. You're welcome, right. Bulls Domans, for really just yeah. throwing some shade. I 
You know, I man, I wish I was watching they the racing just, just because this is a historic first year of this race in the Women's World Tour. I'm excited for when they have uh, equal footing. And it's like, hey, we already have the course. Let's put the race on. So good stuff. Um, did, um, did you, there's one other thing about the race that today, which is that uh, Carlos Betancar finished. Wow. That is a – That's pretty was good. Was he in That's the top 100? Not, so No, I mean he was 115. Yeah. But uh, same time as 100, I think. So, okay. Now, now what I'm hearing is there's a pattern of us predicting – things that should be fixed and, and riders like Peloton in Europe responding to our, our, uh, our gentle jabbing. It's like saying, Hey guys, pick it up. Like we know you're better than this. And then they do. They're like, ah, shit. Yeah. They're watching. We we should probably do something up the teeniest amount. I, um, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this, but like a week ago, I tweeted that I found a a gummy bear, red gummy bear while I was out walking Uh in the park and I was a little worried. Um, and I was even, more afraid going into this weekend because on Friday as I was going home from downtown, I was riding down 8th Street, I saw a, a sole, lonely, one red gummy bear on the road on 8th Street. And I Here. got scared again for the gummy bear, but it turns out Some he's okay. Omen. He's actually building form, and he's probably well, going to start the Giro. It's hard to say what that omen means because we all know that the gummy bear is the green. He's represented <laughs> by the green well, gummy bear. I know, but so who's the red gummy bear? Some communist. <laughs> oh, a communist, right? <laughs> so the rest of the cycling world's attention all week was in Hong Kong for the World Track Championships. Thousands, oh. Millions and millions of fans watching. Let's just yep, get – let's sure. cut right to the chase, guys. Two races – or three races okay. that matter. First up, women's team pursuit. The United States dominated takes the win in the craziest fashion. And when I say dominate, I mean – Maybe the last lap of the race because go find the feed. They're up on um, – who are they going against? Uh, Australia, New Zealand, I don't know, some Commonwealth country. And the women are actually down with – like by half a second with the uh, – on the last lap. And they take it back. Chloe Digart goes to the front and just absolutely crushes it and they take the win. It, it was probably the only pursuit race that I've been really, really into from the the spectacle of of seeing where it was going back and forth. So there's that. And they had the non-drive side bikes, okay. which totally led them to the aero advantage to take the victory. So so total success there. <laughs> Are they they're still they're doing still that, doing huh? And that wasn't just a gimmick for no, the Olympics. Only three of them only three of them had the drives non-drive side bike because the fourth team member is the one that pulled off on lap I mean so they do sixteen laps. They went down to three riders yeah. on lap ten. I mean it was the, the pace was incredible. And Chloe Digert, she was putting in 500-meter pulls in the middle there. Uh, amazing. Okay. Pro- Seriously, go all of our listeners, it behooves you to go watch a good team pursuit. Go watch the women's final of the 2017 uh, Track World Championships team pursuit. That fast-forwards yeah. to the women's individual pursuit where the Americans went 1-3 with Chloe Digert winning by 13 – or sorry, seven seconds – in the uh, final, seven seconds on the track. She was on the same straightaway as the, the yeah. woman that she was going against. And American um, uh, Kelly, Cat- Kelly Catlin gets third Woo! with a faster time than the second place woman. Because, but she was in the bronze medal heat. So Americans yeah. go 1-3 in the women's pursuit. Amazing. And my favorite part is Chloe Digart. she's got the Red Bull helmet. 
So she had the Red Bull Aero helmet. So when she was in the team pursuit, everyone else has got like a pretty fancy Juro helmet with the red, white, and blue. And then she's got the Red Bull. And I wonder if that sets her apart, like from the team, you know, as well. Like if, you know, if she's like, yeah, well, I'm the Red Bull athlete in this because she is by far the fastest woman in the world in the pursuit. But, anyways, incredible racing. Nice. I didn't see no it. idea. And then, it's a track thing. and then the next thing I'll say is, as always, okay. I think Kieran's are the greatest sport in all, or the greatest event on the tra- on the velodrome, hands down. Points race, Madison, very confusing to the average person. They take a while. <laughs> the Kieran, it is eight laps of pure speed, and um, the I'm not going to even butcher the gentleman's name, but the the gentleman from Malaysia wins. He was the one that took the uh, the track splinter through his calf at last year's World Championship. Do you remember the picture of like the giant piece of wood through the leg? Yeah, he takes the yeah. win by three or four bike lengths and pulls a wheelie as he's crossing the finish line. Like pulls up the bike and. As the the front wheel, it's amazing. You got to watch it. Totally worth it. Well, that's a good way to, yeah, come back. Yeah, <laughs> to anything. So he, he after dominates. A through your leg. It was great. Um, and then the other uh, thing of just note is that this was the first ever world championship with a women's Madison. So that was uh, that was pretty nice. cool. So, um, anyways, if you have uh, Spencer, if you have um, NBC Sports, you can go online mm-hmm. and watch all of these events. They just post them all like when you do the the app. So I don't know if you have it on your Apple TV or anything. It's a good way to see it. I, yeah, so. I do. I'll definitely check those but, out. Um, like, it's good to know which which ones to watch. So I'm glad you, uh, you did the research for me. <laughs> yeah, no, right. It was like, well, I knew I wasn't gonna watch Amstel Gold this week, so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll watch a little bit of um, uh, World Track uh, Cycling Championships. But uh, pretty good stuff. Um, and then, uh, you know, let's go hit the pre lap. Okay, sounds good to me. This is Eric Saunders. You're listening to the Slow Life Podcast. All right, so we are uh, in full sprint here with the premium lap. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm leading you out here for I, uh, for Health IQ this week. Yes, Spencer. Thanks for the sweet lead out on this week's Prem Lap. It's Health IQ. Once again, if you're a cyclist or an active athlete, you can go out and get a lot of money off of your life insurance. All it takes is just to go to healthiq.com slash slow ride. Take a couple of quick questions, answers. You can see if you score elite on their top level testing. And before you know mm-hmm. it, you can save some bucks. And we have a lot of listeners that have done this. So I would like to personally thank those listeners that have tweeted us about getting life insurance because, let's be honest, we, we live for those clicks. We appreciate you doing that. And also, in the yep. long run, taking care of your, uh, your family and yourself with a little bit of um, life insurance. Yep. So you just head over to healthiq.com slash slow ride. Get your uh, health IQ. Um, see if you score elite on that test and you're instantly right then saving five to 10% off, uh, off regular life insurance costs. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great setup. Um, they, they are great supporters of the wide angle podium network and of this show. And, um, and they just want to say that health IQ, uh, promotes a health conscious lifestyle through financial rewards. Historically, the health conscious have overpaid 
and subsidize those who are not as health conscious. Um, and by celebrating those who are rather than harassing those who are not, uh, Health IQ hopes to inspire health literacy in the world. And that's a, that's a pretty great message. So check it out. The Slow Ride Podcast is also brought to you by the Wide Angle Podium Network. We'd like to thank all of our supporters that have gone to the WideAnglePodium.com and selected a, uh, a way to support us. There's varying levels with different uh, gifts and prizes that we'd like to thank you because that money goes to the shows that you listen to. So if you love the network, let's say, and you and you don't like the Slow Ride Podcast, but you really enjoy Crosshairs Radio and we got to hang out, two great podcasts or the Dirtfield Recordings, you can... Put your money into that those shows and support those shows, and then you're not supporting the slow ride. So it's kind of like a, a win-win situation for everybody because at the end of the day, these podcasts do cost money to host and all of that. We're at 151 episodes. That is actually a lot of space, a lot of hot air that needs to be paid for to put on there <laughs> for you to be able to go download. We'd like to thank everybody that has supported us. Um, the varying levels, mm-hmm. we got some uh, great folks that do that. And, uh, you know, let us know once you uh, support the network. I'll give you a follow on the old uh, Twitter. It'll be great. Hey, this is Mo Bruno Roy, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, we're back at the show. Another great uh, pre-lap. And, guys... I have to admit, I usually am the one that uh, filters through the emails here. Um, mm-hmm. We get a lot of emails. I kind of pass them out to you guys. Sometimes they go um, vice versa. And last week, um, before Paris Roubaix, we got an email from Brian Hancock. Uh, you may know him from the Alma GP uh, race on September 9th up in Michigan. And he says, What's the line on whether or not one of the big box brand bikes with fancy separated head tube suspension gizmo fails in one of the upcoming bumpy monuments causing a major or minor player to exit in the manner similar to George Hincapie? So first off, congratulations for taking care of the Hincapie mention. Yeah, and second, for basically uh, talking about uh, predicting the news for the last four days on the uh, Twitter sphere. Of course, Nikki Terpstra's crash with the... Um, the misplaced use of the, uh, the the shock on the front of the Specialized Roubaix bike. What's interesting here is that Specialized seems to have gotten out in front of the uh, situation, admitting that there is a, a communication breakdown as Nikki Terpster did not want to use the new shock system that Tom Boonin and others racing Roubaix did. He wanted to go with a classic, more rigid fork, and when they replaced the cartridge, they used a. Uh, they're, they're saying it was a uh, like prototype. Like it wasn't. Yeah. Um, like it was like, hey, just use this for now, so you can feel what it's like. We'll get you the real cartridge later. They delivered the real cartridge later, but it wasn't placed in the bike, and then it just failed on what the second or third uh, um, cobble section. So, pretty That's amazing pretty stuff. Early. What do you guys think of these uh, kind of uh, technology? I mean, over the years, we've seen so many technologies in Roubaix. We've seen the Ruby fork. Is probably the most famous of them. Uh, Greg Lamond using the old uh, Rockshock uh, front fork at Paris Roubaix. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I think unfortunately for these companies, the failures um, cast a pretty large shadow compared to the successes. You know, at the end of the day, you sort of obviously a bunch of specialized frames, both on the Bora and the Quickstep team, made it with their new fancy shock, and you know a lot of the Pinarellos probably made it. I don't know if any. 
any Skyriders other than Moscon finish that race. But um, <laughs> what's the Pinarello system? So like, uh, they've got a little like kind of a soft tail system. It's basically so they're it's basically a... riding KHS soft tails from 1998. Uh, <laughs> okay, because the the, I don't the specialized is. one is like a front cartridge that has about 20 millimeters of travel. Um, yeah, I don't it, know. Those, I don't know if the Pinarellas also have some sort of front jazz okay. going on. I've heard that those Pinarella forks are pretty whippy as it is, so maybe they just run the, mm. the regular Dogma forks. But um, yeah, and they might be sweet over the cobbles then. Um, and I don't know. Some other companies are probably doing some weird. I mean, Trek does some elastometer stuff now too. I think, don't they? Yeah. There's. The, well, didn't the, they have the? They have the bike that has a separated uh, seat tube yeah. from the, the stays. I mean, um, I guess that stuff's good. I'm sure. I'm sure it's nice for Roubaix, but it. You know, a, a lot of times, I don't know. It seems like guys are just running cushier tires. Is probably going to be a better a better system at the end of the day. I'm surprised the BMC made it all the way to the velodrome for uh, GVA without breaking in nine pieces with all the uh, stories I've heard of uh, BMC longevity. But yeah, it's a, it is a, the cool things of uh, Roubaix to me is, you know, I'm not the biggest technology nerd, as you guys know, like I'm not the one that, that can tell you everything of like the vertical compliance and lateral stiffness is kind of the old uh, the joke uh, but they're all off the it charts. is it is a fun <laughs> it is a fun race where there's always something goofy and new um and then to compare it though like the way brian does to the tragedy that is the hincappy crash yeah is you know that's just an over torqued uh stem bolt well was uh, it but he was okay so well, i'm pretty we sure will no, find i haven't out when we interview george hincappy <laughs> on episode Burr, 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 burr. So I thought Ride podcast. I thought I remember at the time. Now I'm only going off memories of the Hincapi thing, but supposedly all those guys were running aluminum steers rather than the regular full carbon forks they were running at the time, which were probably scary enough as it is because that was 10, 15 years ago. They were running like aluminum steers, I thought, because it was supposed to be more solid for the Roubaix, and it sheared off. Um, that aerospace glue decided to give way. Am I remembering this right? Do you guys remember that being the story we were peddled at the time? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> that was good. A little joke for you. That was guys. good. That was good. I don't. I, uh, I, I, yeah. All I know is the, the steer tube failed, and uh, everybody always says the stem <laughs> failed, but I know it was definitely the steer tube that failed. Well, yeah, and I, I think you know, unfortunately, all that you remember, we remember these things. We don't remember all the time. We don't. We don't remember in the same way that, like, obviously, Cancelera's bikes all all worked for him when he won yeah. Roubaix and he probably had all kinds of weird doodads. And, um, like I always heard, I heard that he had like some sort of like button he could push and a motor. He had a mm-hmm. motor in his bike mm-hmm. and that's how he could get away from Tom Boone. Yeah, yeah. And that worked really well and it was undetectable. And all these years later, no one really talks about that that and much. See, they, all they talk the about f- is this steer tube that failed once. And the thing about it too, is like the way you can tell Boonin never had a motor in his bike is because anytime he drives anything with a motor in it, he ends up wrapping it around a light pole. So. <laughs> well, he has had a fair amount of technical difficulties. His chain's always getting jammed. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, he would have he would have not made it to the velodrome because he would have had to veer off the road to avoid a, uh, a kitten. Yeah. 
That's probably uh, what it was. What is, this is the first podcast post uh, Tom Boonin's career, and what are we doing? We're making fun of the guy. He's a living legend. He is he's a trying legend. to he's trying to gracefully go into retirement, and we're we're uh, bringing up the fact he that he can't drive pi- supercars on small yeah. Belgian roads. <laughs> he had some great pictures that were that populated the uh, Twitter sphere of him uh, hanging out with his kids and you know doing dad stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So. I mean, that, that's, that's good. And speaking of dads, friend of the podcast, Brian Koneman, just hit us up with a nice email and he says, hey, guys, happy sesquicentennial. Congrats on 150th <laughs> episode. Well, thanks, Brian. That does mean a lot. Great stuff to have uh, Brian Koneman hit us up. And little guy, probably the greatest email that you've ever gotten is um, from uh, Matt Teedy. He says, gents, been listening to the podcast since Worlds in Richmond and love the show. I gave you five and a half out of five stars on the podcast. The extra half comes from the ability to laugh at yourselves while entertaining your listeners on Real Cycling Matters. The laughter has helped me work through long hours on the trainer and multiple hours of windshield time. Keep up the good work. And then there's a whole paragraph, little guy, yeah. that this gentleman works at an apple orchard. I so saw he, that. I do I do intend to uh, send you a message, Matt. We'll talk about apples. That, that's some great I stuff. I haven't gotten to what it. What kind of subject line do you yeah. send a fellow apple apple is it apple ear? Like appler? Like yeah, what it's, it's what, apple-ear. Is, what is someone a, that has an it's apple actually, occupation? It's appellation. Yep. Is the preferred go. term. You guys both nailed it. You're both right. That's weird. Are you an apple are you an orchard ear? Yeah, you're an orchard ear. <laughs> you an orcharder? I'd say ist, orchardist. So, okay, so you're an orchardist. So when you're sending a fellow so email to an orchard, when you're sending an, or, an email to a fellow orchardist, <laughs> really what kind of subject you. line do you put so that they open it? Do you go like Honeycrisp no. suck? Yeah, do something put, like um, that. I'd say like, not oh, about we're Honey much Chris. more than just sweet tango. <laughs> or like, I mean, what do you um, like? Hey, red delicious. Am I I'd, right? I'd write something like a uh, question about a uh, question about Bud Nine or something like that. Or a uh, qu- question about uh, I don't know some rootstock or something. So okay, that, so that's like that's that is how a you technical question, the, and then yeah, okay, he'll, that's he'll, too deep. He'll think he'll think that he'll think he needs to open it. And then he's like, oh, yeah. a bunch of crap about cycling. This this guy knows what he's talking about. He knows. Yeah, you know, he's not just asking. I mean, he'll be about, faking uh, it like everything else, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you gonna so look? When did you fall in love with apples? Was it at the school lunch when you got that nice red delicious <laughs> and you bit into it and it was like tasting chalk? <laughs> Yep, because that that that's what it. did it for me. That was I, I, I bit into that and I said, "This is great." Did somebody breed this piece of crap to taste like this? I want in on this. I think school lunch apples have done more to hurt the apple industry than anything else in the. Uh, well, in, in the world. I think generally uh, large scale agriculture has done more to hurt the flavor of apples. But you know, that's a that's another podcast. That's my apple podcast. Um, <laughs> it's called Orchardier. Oh, can't wait! Can't wait to listen to that one. And um, so, the other big news, cycling related, is tomorrow is the running of Trobro Leone. Why is it on and Monday? It's on a Monday. What's up? I with can't that? think of a better way to spend a Monday than to download some viruses on your work computer when you're hanging out in the cubicle. That's true. Rather than playing Minesweeper on the old Alt Tab, Command Tab buttons, you're going to be watching Trobro Leone and uh, some fixed cameras, and then 20 minutes of studio time where they're like, "Oh, this is what's happening." So. Dan Craven will be out at Trobro Leone, so therefore Dan Craven will either win or get 16th place. Mm-hmm. And uh, good stuff. Are you guys going to try to watch it, or are you just going to watch the look for the pictures? I'll have to 
watch it later. Look for the pictures later. I'll be uh, I'll be out of the home office tomorrow. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to flip uh, between that and the uh, Boston Marathon, which is happening oh. uh, tomorrow as well. So. You got uh, you got a pick for 16th place in that Boston Marathon. You want to throw your hat in the ring or? Uh, yeah, it'll be. No, I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea who's even a favorite to win or anything about marathoning. Are you, you going to go watch it? Uh, no, I'm going to be in the office. Marathoning? So. Is that... <laughs> we're really... We're coining some new new phrases. Marathonian. <laughs> sorry. Marathonian. Marathonian. I don't know any other marathonians. Okay. Um, All right. So, yeah. So you don't have a horse in the race? I don't. I don't have... I don't know any of the equestrian marathonians. Right. Pretty sure right. horses are illegal in a marathon. Well, yeah, I, I got to think. But I, no, because it's 26 miles. Am I wrong? It's 26 yeah, miles. It's it's, you can't run As that. As the resident runner, <laughs> it's, it's 26.2 miles. Two miles, yeah, yeah. Check the bumper and, sticker, man. Yeah, so you got to use a horse for part of that. Now, I don't, I don't know much about who the, um, who the main uh, people are. There's Galen Rupp. I think he's a uh, he's an American that uh, you know supposed to be pretty good, but he's also tied up in that whole um, Salazar like doping oh, ring. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, you yeah, think yeah. you think Lance Armstrong doping ring is a pretty big one? <laughs> this whole like Nike doping yeah. ring that's hit the the running world is next level. I mean that one's a oof. It's like, like and there's probably a lot more runners and cyclists out there, so there's probably more people that care about that one than the cycling one. Well, maybe, but the problem is, well, I don't know, man. I mean, is there any it, money in run, running? Is there any money in cycling? Is I there any money in top, running? I think when you're a top level. Now, I don't know if he's um, – I don't want to totally throw Galen Rupp under the no, bus here because I don't know enough about running. But I thought he <laughs> was – legal department's got this handle, right, Spencer? legal department's good, right? <laughs> Like, uh, yeah. He crushed it at the Olympics, but I want to say that he's he went to University of Oregon, which is kind of loosely associated with the whole Nike scandal. Like this is yeah, this is yeah, to the yeah. top. That's, that's <laughs> like you so go to the University just, of Oregon for running if you want to go to Nike and, and get the good shoes. He may be just guilt by association here. I don't know enough about it. I'm sure people can chime in. And the only other Do you think Do you think ahead? you could put a motor in shoes? No, but here's what I think. The shoe has a little like in the air pocket EPO. And a little pin prick, and every time you take a step, boom, microdose, 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 microdose. Think- and then when the when the testers come, you just stand on your tiptoes, and then you're not glowing anymore. That's a good well, theory. Th- I'm pretty sure I just invented a new way to dope, you guys. New York Times had a big story about the the shoes that they're using now that have like reflective plastic soles too, which is like motor in your shoes. Like Why, they wait, spr- they're extra springy. The reflect because they reflect light. And that makes them spring a little bit faster. I, I don't. Again, well, that is I'm not light, a triathlete. Crazy shit. Light is faster than sound, little guy. So just That's do the math. Good point. Damn. Wow, man. <laughs> All right. So who knew running was so confusing? It's more confusing than a time trial. Boston Marathon's a lot of fun. <laughs> now, Spencer, does it go past where you're working? Uh, not no, not too close. Probably about uh, half mile away. I would say. Now I. I'm fairly new to this running thing, but I'm pretty sure the Boston Marathon's a pretty big deal. Am I right? It's a pretty big deal, yeah. Do you have a hassle to get to work? Like, do you have to go like 30 miles out of your way to get to work? Like, do you are you gonna are you gonna crash the race before, like at four in the morning and ride the closed course? I mean, what's the what's the plan to get to work tomorrow? Yeah, you should do no, that. That's they, a good plan. They have a sanctioned ride, I think, at midnight, uh, which would be tonight, I guess. Uh, really? Um, Dude, you before, got like an hour and a yeah. half. Get out there. Yeah, I, I could probably do it. 
Um, but I don't know if I can ride 26 miles. <laughs> go renegade. <laughs> Pretty far, man. I can need a horse. Point two. Um, but no, my ride, uh, my route kind of uh, follows along uh, the marathon route, but uh, I take the path along the uh, along the river, so I'm able to kind of, you know, it ends and then I cross cross around behind it. Wait, shouldn't the runners be on the path? Come on, path. <laughs> hey, can Normally. I just can I just say that, guys? I'm pretty sure we just nailed it to prove that we have no intention to ever be triathletes here because. We didn't know anything about running aspect, and I'm sure none of us can really swim that fast. So, like, no. we're pretty much in the clear. No one's going to give us any more crap. I'm not a very good swimmer. <laughs> no, I only dog paddle. <laughs> I can tread water pretty good. So we got I don't Trobro. know if that's going to help me in a race, though. Oh, yeah. Were we no. talking about something called the Trobro? Yeah, Trobro, Trobro. And then, um, the best, the best uh, you know, the best quote-unquote unknown race that every single person knows about because it's now the biggest deal ever. Like, every bike hipster knows everything about it. So Can you it's watch cool. it? It's online. Yeah, okay. it'll be online. It online. Right. I've, I've heard it's going to be available and free of charge and all that stuff. So. Okay. Um, um, I want to watch it. But it's a, it's a weird unknown race to, to talk about <laughs> that it's a small race because it is a small race that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme, but, like, everybody loves it, so... Cause it's it's nuts, and you get some of the uh, it's all the continental teams doing battle with each other, which is fun because you don't know how it's gonna play out. Well, and you're also looking at the jerseys like, what team is that? <laughs> As you're trying to uh, figure mm-hmm. them all out. Good stuff at Trobro Leon. Hey, um, Tim Proctor wins the award for tweet of the week. He uh, he hits us up and he says, "Hey, Slow Ride Podcast, I'm passing through Asheville and I'm wondering if anyone needs a ride to or from the parking lot." <laughs> Real deep cut there from Tim Proctor, so great yep. job crushing it. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone is uh, mostly accounted for. There might be some people still wandering around the Biltmore property. They're going to look like Ted Kaczynski when they get uh, finally back to their car with a disheveled look. It's going to be uh, um, great yeah. stuff. We also got hit twice this past week on Twitter, kind of blowing us up about Snooker. Um, first, uh, everyone knows that we're big fans of snooker, yeah, but apparently the world champion of snooker, Ronnie O'Sullivan, oh, um, yeah. is, has waded his way into the Bradley Wiggins controversy nice. because of, um, as, as he takes a stand for Victoria Pendleton, um, and the whole idea that you need to have mental, um, fortitude when taking on some of these bigger events. So, uh, go, go to our feed. There's lots of snooker conversation that has, uh, happened up on the Twitter and if you no. always want to email us, you can always hit us up at the slowridepodcast at gmail.com to send us an email for all the important stuff that we are missing um, this week. Got a nice email from uh, Kevin Dolan with some pictures of some Klein bicycles that may be on the next Klein Corner, which is a special um, uh, bonus content that you get if you're a Slow Ride Podcast subscriber where we show a little guy Klein bicycles and he gives us a little uh, details on, on what he thinks. Timmy. You know, I realize we blew it. We should have made episode 147 all about snooker. That would have been just incredible. Is that an inside? Is that a snooker joke? That's a snooker joke. Wow, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna joke. have to. Yeah. Um, That's, you know, I've been a little disappointed Ronnie, that since I haven't oh, bought man. a uh, since I bought the uh, subscription to NBC Sports Live or whatever, I haven't been watching Eurosport feeds for a lot of these races, so I haven't accidentally stumbled into Dude. snooker coverage at like three in the morning uh europe time or whatever and you're like whoa what's what's this red uh, ball sport 
They're they're all on YouTube. You can find just look up old Ronnie there, and you'll but you'll find out about one forty seven real quick. Like today, when my Sporza feed ended, it went to Belgian national like bocce ball team. Whoa! Oh. All right. Yeah. Can, is this something Belgian we can do and be good at? That, national no. bocce ball. Team. I I I I'm blown okay. away that that was a sport I, that was played at I a national level. I feel like I feel like that's a sport that. I could do like I could be a competitive athlete at bocce ball. It does take skill. I I feel like I'm there. What kind of uniforms were they wearing? Khakis? Like what uh, kind of outfits? I don't know. They had a they had the colors on. I don't remember. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be golfish, isn't it? Like they were playing in no? the sand. They were. It the, looked like they were in an like a sand like an indoor sand volleyball court, and they just took the nets out. Yeah. And it, they were throwing a ball or rolling them throwing maybe that's not bocce bocce. which one's bocce where they they're like throwing they have to throw the little ball and then you throw the big that's called the pelota yeah okay okay. yeah yeah they're in sand yeah (laughs) i don't know i didn't stick around to watch it i just i just i showed caitlin she's like i don't care and then i turned it off (laughs) (laughs) yeah great stuff so you can always also hit us up on the twitter at the slow ride pod for anything else, especially if you know more about this uh, bocce national championships from Belgium on Sporza this past week. Do you guys have uh, anything else that you'd like to share on the uh, podcast? Uh, let me just go through my notes here real quick. Let me see. I went through the game. I told you how excited I was about Scarponi. Scarponi, Scarponi. Nope. All right. Well, with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast, your number one news and cycling gossip source. And we'd also like to thank all the subscribers of the Wide Angle Podium Network that have chosen to subscribe us. Go to WideAnglePodium.com to find out more. HealthIQ.com slash Slow Ride. Learn how to save money on life insurance. And above all else, when you see another cyclist out there on the road, make sure you wave at them because that's what we like to do. We like to wave at all of our fellow cyclists. And with that, we'd like to thank you for listening and we bid you adieu. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at The Slow Ride Podcast.